Hello and welcome to Pool Boys Recommend, a comedy podcast that goes for one hour and one hour only. That is mm-hmm. it. Let's fucking do this. Alright. Rock and roll. Start, start. We gotta start quick. <laughs> yeah, we do. Out of all of the hours of the week, this is the only one that the three of us could get around the mics, and we've got mm-hmm. exactly one hour, and that's, uh, hey, that's what you're here for, so let's bloody do it. We'll, we'll only watch two seconds of Home Alone this week. That's right. <laughs> uh, we are a comedy podcast. We recommend th- random shit to each other. We do it, and then we come back and we review it. My name is Stuart. I'm Chris. I'm Davey. And this week, we're going to start with Chris's recommend. That's right. Uh, last week, Chris... I recommend it to you to slide into as many celebrities' DMs as possible until you get a response. I forgot about to explain uh, how how you gamed the system. Yes, um, I'll start by saying that I got a response. No way! Celebrity. Yes. Not only did I get a response, there was in fact a bit of back and forth. Oh, can we can we can we bury the lead from who from who? Uh, no, no, we will not bury the lead. Ah. No, no, no. Absolutely not. Have you? No, of course not. I have to keep yeah. listening to this fucking podcast. No, all I came, right. all I came here for is who you got uh, to. Uh, guess closest without going over wins it. Guess how many messages I sent to celebrities? Fifteen. Oh no, no, you sent out to everyone. Two celebrities. Yes. Two celebrities. Asked, did you do bespoke ones or did you do them all like a, a template? Uh, all different. All different. Oh, celebrities would be able to see a template from a mile okay, away. Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say thirty. Actually. Chris, I reckon Chris stretched himself much like with the watching the Christmas films. I'm gonna say fifty-two. Twenty-five. 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 It felt like okay. more. That's a lot of th- really think about how many people that is. So first up, I thought I would uh, tackle some big fish, you know? You know, you, you you miss all the shots you don't take. So I thought I'd go for a big fish and because yeah. if if you know, imagine if one of these big people replied, how amazing yeah. that would be. Like you know Ewan McGregor, he's the real big fish. Didn't <laughs> I didn't go for Ewan. Um skipped Ewan actually. Who would you okay. guys go for? Who is who's the biggest fishes you guys could think of on Instagram? Mm, it has to be someone who's like on their Instagram a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. you could also do someone who's got like the most amount of followers. Like that would be the biggest fish, right? Someone with like the highest amount of followers. I suppose so, but you also want some overlap with this mm. podcast, right? Like, you know, yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't think many people on this podcast would really care too much about Selena Gomez. And I'm pretty sure she's yes. still number one, or at least yeah. I had a grand day. Yeah. You, you, know, you know who I'd go for? I'd go for one of the recent contestants on MAFs. Oh, okay. okay. Um, now, some may consider that a very tiny fish, Dave. That's a yeah, small, fish. small fish. Literally small the opposite okay, of fuck, the question I, mean, I was just asking. Uh, uh, Buzz, Buzz Aldrin, then. I Buzz guess. Aldrin. Yeah. Uh, not, not big on Instagram. Okay, so, okay. well, I know it's not the biggest fish, but mm. I really hope I've got this guess right, and I want to get it in before the guessing is over. Sure. I think that you had a... I just had it in my head all week. I was picturing you, and I was like, I think that you are having a conversation with Judith Lucy. I'm not having a conversation with Judith Lucy. No. Damn it. That would have been no. great. Uh, um, is it Lee Shin Ping? No. Magda Zabansky? Okay. No. okay. Uh, I, I laid myself down a couple grand rules to start. Kim Jong-un? No. No. <laughs> okay. He's not, not big on the Insta. No. Funnily enough. Old Kim no. He's still on MSN. I, I laid myself down some grand rules. I didn't want to message anyone that I thought that I could realistically meet in person. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, yep, okay, yep. so any famous person would have done. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's rough. I mean, uh, currently, as we're recording this, I'm doing the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. I'm seeing a lot of shows, a lot of Australian comedians, and yep. even just walking oh, around the city at night, I'm bumping into a lot of true, famous, true, famous true. comedians. So, yeah, Australian okay. comedians are just crossed out. I'm not even going there. Just, just leaving that alone. Yeah. Um, okay. Now, look. When I asked Big Fish, I expected you guys to say one name and one name only, and that is The Rock. 
That was the oh. first person I went to. That is the big fish. The if we could get Rock to reply, then we are good. I know you're a big fan of maths, Dave. I'm it's sure. Like that, I know yeah. that's your big fish, but the Rock uh, is my big fish. It's kind of like you know? it's like yeah, the Married at First Sight matrimony slam. My fish, yeah. the biggest. It's the biggest event in the year for me. It certainly <laughs> is. Uh, I started with the Rock, and I sent him this. Hey, you Rocky. I know you probably get a lot of messages, but I'd really appreciate it if you could help me out and uh, get get the word out on my old bed frame I'm trying to sell. And I sent him a photo. <laughs> I googled an old bed frame. It's a, uh, any good. price, just uh, really great. need to get rid of it. <laughs> really great. need really need the space. Rocky. That rocks so bad. So no so reply. No reply. Yes. Uh, up next, Taylor Swift. Oh. Big fish. Hey, do you do birthdays? <laughs> no reply. No reply. Uh, uh, up next, pretty big fish in Australia at least. This is what I wanted. Big fish in Australia at least. Scott Morrison, our prime minister. Scott. You messaged Scomo. Scomo. So I messaged, I messaged Scomo on Insta. Thought he might reply. I, yeah. you know, I pay my taxes, so I thought, you know, he owes me a message at least. I mean, right? he, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, "You're my second favorite prime minister, right after Daniel Andrews." Uh, no reply from that. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy that one. That's um, very good. Up next, I went for John Cena. Pretty oh, big fish. Nice. Big fish. He's a nice guy. Could reply. Do you uh, think I'll, more people know who John Cena is than know who Scott Morrison is? Absolutely. Yeah, worldwide. Yeah, Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I suppose that makes sense. Because only we really know who Scott Moe is, but we also know who John Cena is. Yeah, I we're understand. the only ones. We're, the, we're, we're in the centre of that, that circle. That Venn diagram. Yeah, exactly. Very slim. Yeah, we're right Overlap. I'm not, I'm not really understanding the sarcastic tone, but carry on. I say, John, it's an emergency. I need you to beat up my stepdad. <laughs> <laughs> no reply. No reply. Yeah, that's rude. And this is uh, Ed Sheeran. Very popular oh, yeah. musical artist. I say, yeah. mate, I look like you if you ate the Lego house. <laughs> uh, I messaged Tom Hanks. Tom Lovely Hanks, guy, one of my favourites. Big he fish, is. another yeah, yeah, big yeah. fish, right? This another is another big, big fish. fish. Sorry, so are we are we just we're only fishing in the big fish pond at the moment. You know, I guys, you, I, I care you, about that the we podcast. Were progressively going down the list. No, like this big is, fish only. I'm in a big fish, fish only. only. This is like yep. six days ago. Is, I was in a I big this. fish mood. I, I had so time much. to kill. <laughs> big fishes only, please. <laughs> this big hook and this whole loaf of bread isn't catching any small fish. Damn straight. No. Hey, Tom. <laughs> hey. It bothers me that everyone calls Taylor Swift T-Swizzle and not you. I know her last name starts with S, but you've got a much more swizzly vibe. I'm sure this bothers you too. Hit me up. <laughs> up for what like i'll change this for you i'll I'll put in a word no reply yeah okay uh up next reese witherspoon uh who you got in a fight l woods or tracy flick uh see this is where i was a little bit nicer a little more realistic uh asked a question you know of two of her favorite famous roles she's played who would win the fight uh no reply Mm. uh i hit up uh i hit up uh uh, snoop dog snoop dog is very active on instagram yeah, and when he's not doing menu log ads, I'm sure he's like happy to reply to just fucking anyone. Listen, man, <laughs> look at look at Snoop Dogg's Instagram. Yeah. That is run by him himself. No yeah. one else. No, Straight he has no up. social media person on that. Yeah, nice. I say, thanks for coming, Snoop. This is an intervention. <laughs> it's important to admit oh. when you're an addict, and it's clear you are addicted. 
to featuring on songs. How do you find the time, my guy? <laughs> Come on, mate. You are addicted. Oh. Lay it, let it That's off. so good. Okay. So this is all a bit of fun. Yes. Fairly time consuming, but a bit of fun. Yeah. Uh, and it's mm. around this time I realise, oh, I'm not getting any love. This ain't going to happen. This is no. not easy. <laughs> oh, no. You're not taking your massive hook to the medium fish pond, are you? I go to the medium <laughs> fish pond, uh, and who else do I find there? But uh, Nev okay. Schulman uh, from Catfish, the show Catfish. I message him. I this say, Neve might be a small, might be a small fish. This might be a small. Didn't you call Maths a small fish? From Catfish, Neve from Catfish. He's huge. He's he's pretty big. He's much All bigger right. than Maths. I mean, there is so. fish in the title, and Catfish are pretty big. I guess I'll let this one slide. So, Neve, I've got an idea for a show. It's called Anglerfish. Basically, we strap a torch to my head and I rush people on the street and try and eat them whole. <laughs> uh, he let that million dollar idea go to the wayside uh, uh, I messaged Macaulay Culkin This is my first genuine attempt I'm really glad you did that uh, I know wine. Macaulay Culkin's into wrestling It's Wrestlemania yes. this weekend uh, Of the weekend of recording at least And yes. I messaged him Mate, who, dude, who you got for the triple threat? No reply Very disappointing uh, Bummer, I thought, I thought you might have him yeah, me too. I thought so too. Uh, We've also tagged him in a bunch of our stories. Like, fucking, come on. Come on, Colts. Come on, bud. Yeah. Come on, dog. Uh, I try a, a bit of a smaller fish, quite a smaller fish. Uh, Dr. Carl. Dr. Carl, okay. He's pretty, bi- he's pretty big for a small fish, but yeah, right. all right. Uh, I say, Dr. Carl, why do I get anxious when daylight savings ends? Seems like something he'd respond to, right? Great question. It sounds like, it, it, it does sound like non-science to me. But obviously, Dr. Carl's going to have some like, oh, no, it's actually this. Microsleeps yeah. or whatever. I don't know. But I reckon if you, the, the reason why you didn't, I'm guessing you didn't get a reply. No. Is because it wasn't a comment on TikTok that he could have made a video about. Oh, is that uh, how you're Are you telling us that Dr. Carl is more progressive in social media than us? It was around this time where I had a, uh, I did some stuff I'm not proud of. I uh, just hit, hit up celebrities Maths. and uh, just started complimenting them. You know, a lot oh, of wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, in, I'm into wrestling, so I just messaged a bunch of wrestlers oh, saying, "Hey, I love the stuff you, you do." Shill. And just I, I, I <laughs> refuse to read them out loud here. Um, do I'm, you I'm, now? It's uh, not proud. Not proud. It's real fucking like clinging. <laughs> like, please reply to me, dude. Please yeah, reply to me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's not fun. It's not oh, fun. Man. I, uh, I messaged Clementine Ford. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I saw her on the street once. Really? Oh, whoa, holy shit. It's Clementine yeah. Ford. Well, yeah, when she, I was living in Brunswick, yeah. She, uh, one of the comedy festival shows I saw, she like featured. She like played a role, like she recorded some voice stuff for it. And it was like really funny. It was like a reveal that it was Clementine Ford the whole time. It was very funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I liked it. So, you know, I messaged her and, you know, I was probably optimistic really at the best of times. So no reply from that either. I'm pretty sure mm. Clementine Ford doesn't uh, respond to messages from dudes like us. From, from yeah. guys, yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Probably as, like, as she uh, yeah. Finding just, a needle in a needle stack. I mean, just this sees, one, sees the profile picture and assumes it's hate mail. Probably. Fair enough. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. She uh, I missed this one, actually. I messaged Nick Kroll. Nick oh. Kroll. Oh. I said, uh, that show should be called, that show should be called Big Forehead. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough, no reply on that one. No oh. reply. Oh. Should have been called Big Fish. Am I right? Um, this is when, so I messaged a bunch more people, just, you know, just real desperate stuff that I'm not happy about. Uh, and this is when I hit my lowest point. This is when I hit my lowest plateau. Just you have to read it out. You have to. I messaged 
A brand. A brand? A brand. A brand? Which yeah. brand? What brand do the three of us love the most above any other brand? Who'd be our dream sponsor on the podcast? Uh, KFC. Oh, literally KFC. I was thinking KFC. Oh, okay. KFC. I'd rather the Colonel. He's, he's the a Colonel. celebrity, the Colonel. You yeah, he's a Colonel. I say, bring Mashies back. Yes. <laughs> no reply. Nothing. No Nothing. reply. That's what that, well, that tells rude. you. It just tells you what you need to know. Mashies are never coming back. <laughs> Like they are paid to respond to idiots like me. Like, can you can you put and can you just send another message just in case it gets slips through the cracks? Sure. Can you put, message the fucking colonel and say, cut the crap, put supercharged sauce on every zinger. Don't make me ask for it. Uh, okay. yes. I'll do it now. I'll, I'll write it right now. Okay. I'm sick of asking for it. Yeah. All right. Sent. We'll see what they say. This is when I was starting to get quite scared. I was quite, you know. Uh, no, nothing even seen Nothing Nothing at all I got no, like Not even A little bit of traction Nothing Nothing This is when I start looking over At that That small puddle Over on the side The small The, t- the tad- real tadpoles fish. Those real small fish Gonna go catch some tadpoles I talk to my girlfriend My beautiful girlfriend Bella I say Belle what would you do If you were me What could I possibly do here Yeah Any ideas She said Well She's like, I follow like a bunch of like lifestyle influences, like health and mm. you know health fitness influences. Yeah, and they like they all that all they do is Instagram. Like they just like focus on this. They're all about it. They're all about their brand and like you know yep. appealing to people. Try them. So she helped me write up a message. I sent this to Sarah's Day and Ashy Vines. If you've heard of them, people no. millions of followers on Instagram, but okay. you know, and and blue check marks as well. This is what I sent. Yeah. Hi, Ashy. My girlfriend loves you and has followed you for years. I'm thinking of getting her some baseline. That's Ashy Bynes's uh, product, her like her like uh, fitness line. Right? Uh-huh. Uh, I'm thinking of getting her some baseline for her birthday, but I'm a bit lost. She loves yoga and Pilates. What would you recommend? Would really appreciate your help. Right. So it's just I'm, I'm a customer. I'm looking for help. I'm in the I'm in the shop. Send me. Where's the right way to look? Yep. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Socks are over there, mate. Yeah, I, I send that. I'm like, look, I'm definitely getting a reply here. She's gonna sure. say, try this out. Good luck. You know, yeah, nothing. Yeah. nothing, nothing, nothing. At all. No reply. You're trying to buy something that she's selling. You literally, wow. literally, crazy. Uh, probably, probably just too much thirst. You just went straight into that general. I guess so. Follower, you know, I guess so. Mm. It's also not public. Like, if if this was a comment, right? She can be seen responding to it and it's like free advertising for her. But this is a private message. Yeah. So it's like a slightly different ballgame. True. Game. I love you, boo. Please respond. Please, BB, I treat you right. I have I a car. So. <laughs> can I buy your skin products? Please. Please respond. I was sweating. I had let the days fall away because like, you know, it's the sort of thing you, you put it in the oven, you got to wait. And, you know, after a few days, you'll come out and it'll be ready. But nothing was happening. Yeah. Yeah. And this is when I remembered that I, uh, I really had really had a bit of an ace up my sleeve this whole time. Mm. Oh. You see, because your housemate is Tom Gleason. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you guys ever go on weird follow holes? Yeah, straight you, up. Yes, absolutely. You just, like, follow a guy, and then you like it's like they recommend following this person. I'm like, oh my god, I wonder what they're up to, and you follow them. And you just like, go down a hole. Mm, no, yeah. but I get where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah about uh, probably a year ago at this point, I went down one of these holes, mm. and I just you know I saw someone that I 
knew and remembered and was curious about. And so I followed them. And then a few hours later, they followed me back. Not only did that person follow me back, they liked a bunch of my old posts. I'll say this. Dave, you were correct Uh. in that the most approachable people are, well, the most approachable celebrities at least, are people who have been on reality TV. Okay. It's just the oh, way to go, yeah. right? Because they're, they're themselves, you know? They're just, they're just like us, us normal people. So I, I went for a reality star. And I didn't, <laughs> I didn't go for just any old reality star. I went Ooh. for the winner of their respective show. Okay. This was when reality TV was at its peak. Is this... Big Brother, Guy Sebastian. This is Big Brother. <gasps> is this? It's not Fitzy, but it's um. It, this is the bloke is that beat Fitzy. <laughs> this guy beat Fitzy in Fitzy's season. Yeah, the beloved character Fitzy. Everyone loves Fitzy. What a larrikin. Yeah, yeah, This yeah, guy yeah. smashed Fitzy, and was the first person of Big Brother to win a million dollars. Usually, it was just a quarter of a million. This this one year in two thousand four, <sighs> season four, they gave away a million. That was their big who, thing. Who is this guy? Um, the bum dance. I don't. And remember. as he won, uh, he, he won, he came out on stage, got down on one knee and proposed to his girlfriend, who he hadn't seen for like a hundred days. Big. He proposed to her live on television. Massive moment. He Whoa. was like the most famous guy in Australia on Doesn't that sound, day. It was like huge. It. Who was it? Who was it? Trevor. Trevor from Big Brother. Google him now. Trevor. I remember this guy. This guy was massive. This was the most watched season of Big Brother. And he bloody won, and I loved him back when I was watching it, and I've always been curious what he's up to, because especially because so many other people from his season have gone on to do like crazy, crazy things. Yes. And Trevor's just I, like a happy guy. Yes. I remember this guy. He's great. He's cool. Australia fell in love with him. His uh, wow. Instagram handle is mudman73. Send him some love. Um, <laughs> That's such a normal guy name. It is. On Instagram. This is his bio. This is his Mudman. bio. Public figure. Uh, ex-housemate from Big Brother 2004. Married his princess and went halves in two good-looking boys. That's lovely. That is delightful. He's just a dad. He's just a fucking. He's yeah, just a cool dude. He's just lovely. Uh, and he, he sort of went back and liked my posts when I followed him. And, you know, I was a little bit <laughs> no chuffed at the way. time. And I'm like, good you bloke. know what? Trevor, Trevor was good for me back then. Will he come good, he come will he come good, good one more time? I bet he bloody uh, did. I go to his profile and he's just posted up a story. Yeah. This story, it's. Uh, it's uh, he's, he's, look, he's at the t- it's a video, so he's at the TV. He looks over and he's looking at his son and he goes back to the TV and the caption is um, uh, Magnificent Seven from 1960. So he's watching mm. the Magnificent Seven, the, the old school movie, yep. uh, yeah. with his son. Now, yeah. I've never seen this film before, but I feel like I know, as the, as the film buff of the pod, yeah. I feel like I know enough about <laughs> it to, to, to start a conversation. You know, I'm sort of coming in on his level and having a chat. So I message him. I message him. Magnificent Seven is a classic. What an education! <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, this good. is wholesome, wholesome. Yeah, wholesome. It's ca- it's casual. You're not asking for much yeah. from him. You're just commenting. It's good. Right. It's good. You're not clutching good too much. Exactly. It's all right. Three hours later, it's the friggin' best. Yeah. Nice. You've got to Trevor. You've got to watch all of these before the Denzel one. If you did not know, Denzel Washington did a remake of Magnificent Seven quite yep, recently. Yep. 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 Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, watch all of these before the Denzel one. Education first. <laughs> yeah, Education dude, Trevor. What a, what a lot, like, not just a thumbs up, but like he engaged. Yeah, that's nice. I reply. Um, <laughs> a few hours later, I reply. Damn right. 
Just because it's school holidays doesn't mean there's no homework. <laughs> I think he loves that one. That's he nice. replies again. Nice. Damn straight. Now he knows who, who Yule Brenner is. Yes. Boys, I do not know who Yule, who Yule Brenner, Brenner is. is. Maybe you should have <laughs> messaged him. Maybe I should have asked. But I, I, I hearted, his, hearted his last response. And uh, yeah, just chatting with my good mate. Trev. Millionaire. Trevor. Literally millionaire. Trevor. I love Big that Trev. he is love the last it. response too. And you just loved it. You were just like, yep, wrapped up. I'm going to finish this conversation. I've got a pot of record, man. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, awesome. Trev. Well done, man. You know, it's, it's kind of like approaching a girl at a dance or something or pr- approaching someone and asking him out because you're really putting yourself on the line. But uh, when it comes good, it comes good. So I'm going to give this a one out, one out of two. One out one of two. Out of two. Okay, one nice. out of two. That's pretty good. Respectful. Love yeah. it. Respectable one, mate. Also respectful. Yeah. Good on you. If you want to ask questions, search engines are great. Last week, Stu, I recommended that you take on the Good Time Burgers Challenge. Head over to Bodnai yep. Junction and finish the big, massive burger in eight minutes. How Boy, do you go, my friend? Have I got a story for you guys? Okay, so there are two Good Time Burger locations, which you, you alerted me to. And I was like, uh, I had to go from, from Burwood and it was like, okay, I can either go to Bondi or I can go to Warwick Farm. If anyone knows what Warwick Farm is, I live there. I live yeah. nearby. So, <laughs> so yes, I, des- I, do. I decided, I sort of had to think about it, and I was like, well, Bondi is a little bit closer, takes about 50 minutes. Uh, Warwick Farm takes about an hour and 10. And I was like, but what's my speed? What am I? What kind of person am, 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 am I? Mm. And I was like, I'm not. Bondi is full of tourists and knobs. I'm not going. I'm so, not going to Bondi. Oh, you're not going to Bondi. Okay. I went to fucking Warwick Farm, a yes! place, nice. a place where there nice. is just a highway, people riding bikes with NRL shirts on, yep. swearing at people. Yes. Um, and that is, there is that Love and a burger see. shop, Love to and see. that oh. is it. I love it. So I went out to work farm. And you know, Bondi is full of beach bodies. You know, no one's getting the, this burger challenge there. They probably even haven't no. even heard of it. Work no. farm, that's all they do. That's all they serve. <laughs> yeah. All they do. It's all they <laughs> serve. only open on Tuesdays. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, th- that's a really great point, Dave. So uh, I read, I saw like a post or something on the internet when I Googled this that it was like oh, only available on Tuesdays. And I just wanted yeah. to be sure. And so I called them up and I was like, oh, it looks like these are only available on Tuesdays. Is that right? And she was like, oh. Uh, nah, you can come in whenever you want and do the burger challenge. doesn't really matter. And I was like, okay, well, I'm coming in with my brother and the only day that I can do it is on uh, Friday at lunchtime. Um, So I was like, do I need a book or anything? And she was like, oh, this is on Tuesday. She's like, (laughs) Friday lunchtime? Uh, Nah, you'll be, you'll be right. We'll just, yeah, you, nah, you'll be so fine. No, no no one's ever in here. It's just and the sound of she, someone on a bicycle yes, screaming. Yeah, she's like, oh, Friday, let's set the table now. Um, <laughs> so, and that that's literally was the case. But before I get yes. to arriving at, at the place, like I said, I went with my brother awesome. and there was a bit of a bit of a, a story on the way there as well. So I caught the train and I got off at Warwick Farm and, and I was waiting for my brother who was on like the, the, the next train coming from a different direction. And I, I was waiting for a little bit. He said he'd be there at quarter past. And it got to about 25 past and I was like, I'm just going to call my brother. I call my brother and then it's like quick hang up. And I was like, oh, that's a bit weird. Huh. And then he gets off the train, comes down the steps and he's like, sorry, I didn't pick up my phone. Um, it's just that there was a bunch of guys shooting up next to me on the train. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Welcome to Warwick Farm. <laughs> Welcome to Warwick Farm, baby. <laughs> Delightful. How, what, what teams are they sport? 
Um, <laughs> so that's the farm life, shirt. mate. The, shirt was, the shirts are too dirty to be able to, to be able to tell. Um, but no, nah, it's uh, so Gav had a pretty pretty weird experience coming out on the train. He was like, "I'm glad I had my headphones on because I think otherwise there would have been like, oh hey mate, hey you know how you going sort yeah. of thing." Uh, so yeah, yeah, you want some drugs? Well, actually, he was like, I could overhear what they were saying, and he was like, they, they were they were. They're messed up. Let's just let's just say that, right? Let's you know we've got to be kind to these people. For some people's lives get a bit off track, but these guys were fucking messed up, according to my brother. And this one guy was like, he was listening to the conversation. And it was like, I'm going to Parramatta. I'm going to turn myself in. I'm going to do it. I got to, I've got to come clean. I'm Whoa. turning myself in. And this is you know just after shooting up. Like anyway, uh, and then this would have been uh, it would have been really scary when they put on their good time burgers polo and uh, got off at Warwick Farm <laughs> started cooking. Ready for work, burger. mate. Yeah. Ready for work. Yeah, oh, for some sure. Some dickheads ordered a whole the, the big one. They made a booking. What an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, so and then apparently this guy halfway through the train trip, like for, with my brother. Um, gets a call from his girlfriend and then he's like oh what what something something became you know uh, he was enlightened to something and then he was like get my shit out of the house now get it out of the house put it put it in the back of the car i'll be i'm coming back now i'm not going to turn myself in I'm, I'm fucking i'll move i'll just move i'll move so they don't know where i am anyway so that's that's the caliber of of the the suburb Boy. that i went out to to eat this massive fucking burger still better than um, i Still better than Bondi. Yeah, still better than Bondi. Absolutely. So we get off the train. We walk down to Good Time Burger, which is like a fifteen-minute walk from from the train station. A couple of people riding their bikes, NRL shirts. How's it going, fucker? You know that kind of shit. Um, it was great. And then we go into Good Time Burger, and actually, like, there's just like it smells like a farm. I mean, it's Warwick Farm. It's presumably owned by Warwick at one point. Um, and it smells like a farm. It looks like a farm, except for some units that have just been fucking dropped in the middle there. And then we walk into this good time burger place and it's attached to a pub. And I shit you not, it's something straight out of Sydney road in Melbourne. Yeah. Like it looks nice. It's a nice place. Nice. Um, and I, I didn't see that. It, it was just such a, sh- it was culture shock. You know, it's like yeah. stepping off the plane. So we went in and when I called up earlier, the girl uh, who took the phone call was like, oh, I'll give you a word of advice. And you didn't hear this from me. When oh. they serve you up the, the burger, make a bit of a show of like preparing yourself and just give yourself like two minutes to, to rev up before they start the timer. Because the one thing that gets everyone is that the burger's too hot. Oh, it stops people. It stops people from being able to consume it. Uh, very fast tip. because it's literally too hot. Yeah, that is a tip. hot tip. Hot yeah, tip. it is a hot tip. Um, oh. And so she she did that. You know, she told me that, and then I went there and I I sort of did that. And huh. as I was waiting, my brother was like, you know, how confident are you? And I was like, I reckon maybe I'm in with a shot. And then she comes over. This is before it's ready, and she was like, so how prepared are you? And I was like, oh. I don't know. I feel pretty hungry. <laughs> she was like, okay, have you done any like training or anything? And I'm like, uh, no, not at all. <laughs> I only, fa- only found out I was doing this like four days ago. Yeah, I caught ago. the train here actually. That was a couple yeah. of years <laughs> that, that got me a bit worried, right? And then so f- literally like three minutes before the burger comes out, I'm like Googling 
tips to tips to, for an eating challenge and it's like in the weeks leading up to it swallow whole ice cubes to, <laughs> to expand yeah. your esophagus and like all this crazy stuff gav was telling me that i have to dip it in water to cool it down and to lubricate it yeah. so he was like oh all these eating challenges they all like they all just dip it in water and then just straight down the gullet mm-hmm. anyway I, like that. I know <laughs> and I, I did not do any of that just so you know porridge now, boys, I'm going to draw your attention to the Kuzco chat. To be fair, that is how I made the big back soup when I think about it. <coughs> Carry on. <laughs> the, the, uh, actually, a Nutribullet would have been pretty handy for this one. Uh-huh. I reckon I could have done it in eight minutes if I'd spent three minutes Nutribulleting it and then just drank it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, I'm going to send you a photo now in the Kuzco. This is me as the burger arrives, and that is the burger right there. God, that is very big, isn't it? It Ooh, is enormous. Tall. It is five thick patties, like a, like a half tall. a litre of mayonnaise, like... Like, mm-hmm. um, and then a layer of cheese on each one. And then you've oh. got like tomato, lettuce, and pickles just kind of soaking up grease that, down the bottom. That's it. That's even crazy. Start. So much bacon in there too. It is enormous. Enormous. Uh, and like I said, I've got, I've got a little video that my brother took uh, while I was doing the challenge. Um, and as I said, this is literally the only hour that we had. Uh, for us to record this week so i haven't unfortunately been able to prepare that for you guys to watch i will put it up on the instagram though so feel free to go and check that out awesome. nice um but she started the timer you know after i let it cool down a little bit and i started hoeing in first thing i do i like you know i'm going for the bread and i like mm. I, I'm, I'm chewing a bit and then my brother right is like Stop chewing. You're chewing too much. Swallow. Fucking get it down there. Oh, easier like, said than done. I know easier said than done. But he says around his one one patty burger that well, he's eating. Yeah. And then like, okay, so I start eating and I'm feeling pretty okay about things actually. And I like start deconstructing it a bit to let it cool down because it is still pretty hot. Um, and then she's calling out time. She's kind of like seven minutes, six minutes, four minutes. And then at four minutes, I was halfway through the burger. Wow. And I was like, I was like, wow, okay, all I got to do is keep this up. And Gavin even said the same thing. He was like, oh, just keep going. Just keep going at that pace and you'll be fine. You'll be fine. So wow. just quickly, are you, are you doing this like a snake? Like just doing it long ways? Or are you doing it like the way that you normally eat a burger? Because it's so much, it's taller than your head. Um, no, you, co- you can't do it the way you eat a burger. You can't. There's no way. So I was doing it Sri Lankan style or Indian style. I was eating L- with my hands. Little by little. Yeah, just like ripping it up, tearing it apart with my hands and just shoveling nice, it. Nice, nice, nice. Oh, yeah. um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm halfway through the burger. There's, uh, you know, two, like two and a half patties left. And then the first thing that got me was my jaw started locking up. Yeah. I was just, I'd been chewing too much too quickly and my jaw yeah. was just in pain. Yeah. And then you, you'll see in the video, if you go and check out on the Instagram or on uh, I'm just at about halfway. I just start like almost like a pelican. You know how they like lift oh, their head up. Stupid. They lift their head up and try and just like juggle it down their throat. Yeah. I was doing those ones and like shaking my head and being like, oh no. Anyway. And then as, as she keeps calling out the minutes, you know, three minutes, two minutes, I'm looking mm-hmm. at this burger that's left. I've slowed down a lot. Yeah. And, but I couldn't give up. I was like, yes, I know I'm not going to win, but I can't stop. That's, you know. Be like running off the track in the middle of like a hundred meter sprint, just because you know you're not going to win. There's no point. You got to be honourable. You got to tr- stick it out to the end. Good man. So I kept going, and by the time eight minutes was called, there was about one and three quarter patties left. I'd slowed down a okay. lot. I'd slowed down a lot. Um, mm. 
so obviously didn't win the challenge uh, got got pretty far but not not far enough unfortunately um and yeah that was that and then me and my brother just sat there picking at the burger for for the next little while um and my brother did have a burger of his own which is is important for a little tidbit later in the story oh so i i didn't finish it in eight minutes um if i had kept going instead of stopping at the eight minute mark i reckon i could have done it in about 10 personally 10 mm-hmm. 11 yep um but the people on the wall of fame are insane the record holder is two minutes and 40 seconds oh my god I, isn't that obscene oh, how that is like crazy. how he's not a big guy either he's not a big guy hungry just a hungry guy anyway i, I thought wow. that was insane and you know power, power to the guy yeah. so i'm gonna show you a picture now this is me uh halfway through oh wow and then eyes. <laughs> you it's a thousand yeah. yard stare yeah, yeah, I really zoned you can out. See, you can see the cholesterol rising. And then this is a photo just after they called time. <laughs> yeah, you, you did not much have much uh, <laughs> in that period in between, yeah. did you? Yeah, there's, there's about the same amount of burger on the plate. You look like someone has been strangled. Yeah. Your eyes are just red and glassy. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm zonked, right? Too much Cheese meat. Cheese and mayonnaise right? everywhere. Just way, way too much meat. Yeah. Anyway, later on, we were catching the train back home because uh, it was my birthday in the week just passed and I was having a family dinner and I was going there with my brother uh, to cook some burgers. Yay. Mm. So I ate one burger with five patties on it in, for lunch and then went home and cooked six burgers for my family for, for, <laughs> Christ, uh, sorry, for my, my birthday. So I had two burgers that day and that was crazy. But... On the train on the way home, and this is bonkers. I would never have expected this to happen. My brother and I had to take off our shoes. Our feet became so sweaty and gross that we had to take off our shoes to cool our bodies down. Oh, no. Like, that's that's how much red meat we're talking about. It was filthy. And then I got there for my birthday dinner, and I'm sitting there just before I start cooking. And then mum's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, just feeling quiet. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Stuart. Ruin your birthday party like that? Nah, nah. It was, oh, it was nice. But I, I, I plucked up afterwards. But anyway, that was my experience. It was really fun. If, if you Look, if you're up for it, it's like, it's a, it's pretty cheap, actually, at Good Time Burgers out at Work Farm. It's a pretty good time. 25 bucks. It's not bad for pretty five good. patties. It's pretty good. Um. Just make sure you finished it. That's a lot of meat to waste. It's a shit ton of meat to waste. Um, So I'm going to give it my rating now. My rating is out of a possible 30 stars. Uh, There's a category of 10 for experience, 10 for spiritual growth, and 10 stars, four stars. I'm going to give this 7 out of 10 for experience. It was really fun. I went there with my brother. We had a great time. You know, it was was good. Um, For spiritual growth, it's getting a 3. Uh, yeah, three for spiritual growth. I think mm-hmm. that's pretty self-explanatory. And then um, stars for stars, right down the middle. It's getting five stars out of stars. I think that eating challenges are pretty pretty fun, but you know they're they're not for everyone. And if you're not into them, there's no skin off my nose. Whatever. So yes. five stars for stars. That was my week, boys. Last week, Davey. I recommended that you engage in one of Australia's most sacred pastimes to go and have a slap on the pokey machines at your local RSL or wherever wherever they are, really. So uh, how'd how'd you go? 
to event, to visit the apprentice's ATM. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Uh, as we've discussed, I've in, I live in Sydney, which means that the nearest pokey machine was less than 700 metres away from my front door. <laughs> that makes sense. So yep. it was relatively convenient. Yep. Here's my history with the pokies. My dad used to work for Aristocrat. It's Australia's largest producer of pokey machines. Right. Uh, I, yep, I worked in pubs for years and I've seen some sorry-looking corpses slink in and out of the pokies room. Oh. <laughs> yep. I also have only played pokies four times in my life, including really? this time. The first time, oh, okay. I accidentally did a $5 bet and got a feature and won $850. That's insane, David. The second time, I played with Tim Roach in the Duke of Edinburgh Hotel on Sydney Road in Melbourne, and Ooh. I lost $10. Okay. The third time, I played with James Manning, who gave me 5 bucks of his money, and we played one set bets. He managed to win 10 bucks, funding both of our play for the day, and I cashed out with a respectable $0.35. Cents. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Well, you, you're still up eight hundred and thirty-five dollars and and what and eighty-seven cents. Yeah. yeah, this time the fourth time I went in with a five-dollar note that I've had in my wallet for six months. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Uh, you said not less than five, and not up to a hundred. Yep. I knew that it wasn't going to be a problem. Good. <laughs> I knew I knew that I wasn't going to be spending more than five dollars. Just quietly, okay. Dave. I mean, you're eight hundred and forty up. I mean, yeah, exactly. Why not just use that eight hundred and forty? Am I right? Well, this yeah. is what I'm saying: is that it's like if you if you win big on the first time and you don't immediately walk away, that's you're not that's not money that you won. You were just like borrowing it from the future version of you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So if the, the only thing Davey. you can do then is just leave because then you're up, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. This is what happens when you go to the pokies room. We've all done it. You enter a low lit room. I mean, this is pretty jarring in the middle of the day, but nonetheless, the place is packed. You know? Yeah, yeah. The low lighting I never really thought about either, but it's actually incredibly important to the whole thing. Not only does yeah. it increase the brilliance of the machines themselves, but it yeah. also makes it harder to see the other people in the room. They give you the sense that any look of being entertained has now been replaced by the terrible, tenacious patience of rescue dogs that will never be adopted. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is getting sad. Yeah. Another hallmark of the Pokies room is they're often called something akin to the VIP lounge. This has always felt very patronizing to me. Yeah, oh, and mm-hmm. it's to make you feel special. You know what? I've never seen a man in a silk suit or a woman in a ball gown and pearls go into the VIP room. No high rollers in there. No James Bond, Monte Cristo types in there. You go in there and it's people who look like they're just running out the clock on life. Oh, yeah. They're actually... Fuck, that's that's devastating. They are actually the most important people in the pub. Which you can tell because they're smoking and drinking and eating in the same chair and there's nowhere else in the pub that you can do that. Yeah, that's right. Even though it is illegal, nobody's going to tell them to stop because they're spending phenomenal amounts of money in a sitting. Yeah, that's right. You sit down in a chair, and these chairs are often the best ones in the pub because they're designed to be sat in for hours upon hours. They're normally leather as well because it's easier to clean off the piss. Yeah, the piss, man. That that fucking (laughs) gets me. Uh, I sat in a chair that was parked in front of a machine that gave me a few choices, including more hearts. Oh, you played more hearts? No, shut up. I got... Uh. (laughs) <laughs> There's some other options. Five koi and five dragons. Oh, five dragons. Okay. You got to. I mean, right. it's the choice is between fish or dragons. Yeah. Fish or dragons. I'm going dragons. They're the, that's of the course. biggest pond. That's the biggest of fish course. you can catch. That's right. Bigger <laughs> than the rock. Bigger than dragons. Bigger than maths. Now, Stu, you asked me how pokies work and what the buttons I are. Asked, yeah, I asked you to explain that. Yeah, please. You Ugh. know very well what they do, Stuart. 
They take your money and they actually had they the answer is they flash and they go bing bong and they take your money away. That's what they fucking do. (laughs) That is what they do. (laughs) There's a big button on the right, two rows of five buttons in the middle. (laughs) Top five are multipliers of your original bet, which you can choose on some games, not on the one I did. Bottom five are how many lines you want to play, which means when all the symbols come up, how many symbols can get counted in a possible win. If you choose the lowest, it's only some, the highest, it's all of them. Big button is some predetermined multiplier rows combo. It varies. The symbols are all of different perceived rarities and values and getting a number of the same symbol means more win for you, the player. And that's really what it comes down to. Viewed dispassionately, I'm betting a computer that controls which symbols show up that the symbols that make me money will show up. Yes. And also, they don't put the instructions up on how to use them. Of my $5, I'd already spent half of it just trying to figure out how to drive the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, God, Dave. Dave. I really hope no one was watching from the shadows because that's embarrassing. I know. I mean, like, the people in there are all pros, it seems like. Like, well, like there's all of them seem at that way, work, you know. But how can you be a and pro at something that's literally chance? It makes no I know. sense. I know. Stuart, it makes I no know. sense. Uh, and all of this is culminated in the realisation that I have never felt less important than when I'm sitting in the VIP room. <laughs> so I ratchet down to one cent bets after foolishly spending more than that. Yeah, yep. two fifty on your first slap, mate. I want to bet more because I want to win more, and also because I'm on one cent bets. It's boring as hell, yeah, so I recalibrate totally. to two cent bets to nice. get just really get the adrenaline pumping. You know, <laughs> and I start <laughs> slapping away. Yeah, nice. And after a while, when you're at a comfortable pace, you just become the hand hitting the button, the sound it makes, the click clicking of the virtual tumblers tumbling, the sound of other people winning, the music going off, and it's an exercise in dissociation. It turns your brain off. Mm. Pokies are distracting for your forebrain. All of the sensory gear that you usually have, you live your life by, is just fascinated by by poker machines, you know? And then your hindbrain starts kicking in and internally you start to kind of reason with the machine. Like it's... Like it's this yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Obelisk. It gives you no information, but you start to just project shit onto it and you start thinking, if I just keep at this, eventually yeah. it's going to pay off. Law yeah, of large numbers start, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's been given... The Queen of the Nile's been giving me two pyramids for a while. It's, it's, uh, I'm due for a three. Pyramids. I'm due Listen, for three. There's a third one up any time now. Any time. That's patently false because it refreshes the odds every spin. But you believe it. And you want to make mm. up stories for yourself and figure out how to win. And that's one of the scariest, most fascinating things about poker machines. Mm. The superstitions that people have. There are so many. We're talking many wet and chairs. Yeah. The law. Yeah. We're talking... Yeah, I've been playing this machine for, you know, a month and it's going to pay out and then... You know, I'm doing all this fucking beautiful mind imaginary maths that doesn't really make sense, and I'm yeah. I'm like, all right, what are the angles here? I look at, I look at the woman beside me with a couple, a few full skewies lined up next to her. She's betting five cents a pop. I look at another guy across the room who's got one rum and coke and is punting five bucks each run. I look at the old fella dual wielding golden gong and Genghis Khan machines. Oh no! <laughs> and what I feel like is a rat. In a lab experiment, oh, I realized, like a rat pressing a button and getting a bit of food. Like, I'm so in my head trying to solve this puzzle, which is literally just push a button. That's all it is. Press a button, get reward. And for a lot of people, that reward is money. Or victory, or feeling lucky, or whatever. For mm. me, it actually was food. It was those little party pies, which I definitely ate $5 worth. <laughs> I knew, <laughs> I, knew I wasn't going to win. It was the only way I could recoup my losses. Yeah. And now, I want to talk 
a little bit more about um, some of the shit parts, right? Oh, we weren't already talking about yeah, that. Oh, no, it gets stuff. way worse than this, man. Oh, no. I've been doing therapy gang and it rules. Massive fan of therapy. And something I've learned about it is called the distant self-satisfier or the distant self-soother. It's one of the roles or modes that your, your brain sometimes goes into. And this one especially steps in when you need comfort, right? And mm-hmm. the, the thing about it is it isn't fundamentally good or bad. I, I mean, it actually, I'd lean towards good in the first instance because it's something that comes in to protect you when life is a bit too raw at the edges. Uh, yep. It's part of what drives us to find comfort, pleasure, safety, whether this be from anxiety, conflict, or simply just because it's time to rest, you know? And it's called the distance self-satisfier because it mentally distances you from whatever it is you need distance from, good or bad. But it is like a muscle. And if you rely on it more than you should, it becomes more dominant in your brain lineup uh, over other important things like the happy child or stable adult or whatever. And I let this happen right. to me once. Um, I hated my job and I was trying to find a new one and every day was a struggle and I was just staying up too late to get revenge on capitalism. Yeah. Uh, and I was only watching the show The Office instead of basically anything else. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. And on top of that, I was also drinking too much, right? Mm-hmm. Because these are all mm-hmm. things that I'd had really good experiences with and they made me feel happy. Uh, yeah. Now, I should I should say this part of, part of your mind is very, very important. However, it's also one of the key human behaviors that allows certain elements of your life, things like trauma or poverty or even the need for stimulation, to all coalesce alongside things like alcohol and can form addiction. Yes. So I want to be really clear. There's a lot of reasons how and why addiction happens, and I'm not a specialist in this field. But if any of this is ringing true for you, I highly recommend talking to someone about it. You can even shoot me a message about it if you like. I'd also suggest Googling David the will distant respond. self-satisfier. Yep, but be aware that you will get a bunch of ads for dildos before you get to the thing I'm actually talking about. <laughs> uh, like I've said, every addiction is complicated and not qualified. What I want to talk about for a second is vulnerability and my experience of it. What When I was retreating into the distant self-satisfier on the regular, I was vulnerable. I had very positive experiences with alcohol, and so I drank way more than a normal intake might be. I was sad, I was angry, I felt useless and unimportant. And I, I did it because it was numbing. It relaxed me and it the reward that I got from it was that it, it was a sense of happiness that I felt before and it was nice. I believe that with uh, behavioral elements of addiction, many people do experience a period of vulnerability much like I did where they want to feel happy and numbed and unmoor themselves from the real world for a small amount of time. The experience of being vulnerable is a gray zone uh, in terms in when you consider it alongside addiction. It's a state where it's low level enough or it still like, only exists in potential where if you stop the thing that you would become addicted to, you never were addicted. And if you get deeper into it, you always were. And you've set up behaviors that compare with something like gambling to create a very bad situation. Mm. Every poker machine that has ever been designed has been designed to shout out to people experiencing this vulnerability through lights Mm. and sound and entertainment in quotes to push as far out into this demographic as possible for money and take advantage of these people. When I see the VIP sign, I think of people who have elements of their environment uh, who might not feel important or have anything good to fall back on. And the pleasure of the win is a pure, joyful thing that positively affects their lives. So why wouldn't they do this? You know, Maybe they do actually feel important because of the VIP room. Poking machines are designed to extort the vulnerable. To anyone who says, you know, it's just, a, it's just for a laugh, bro. It's just for fun. Like you are actually right. And if you can walk away satisfied after a great time and have zero regrets all all power to you go nuts but that reasoning is how situations like your grandma putting her pension into the poker machines happen winning money on the poker machines like I said isn't winning it's borrowing money from your future self and for that reason Stuart poker machines are getting number one 
Wow. Yeah, I'm not not surprised. And that's I cannot tell you how much I hate poker machines. Yeah. Wow. Well, we found it. We found number one. It's gross. Yeah. It's really gross, yeah. man. I hate poker machines really bad. It I totally feel, is gross. I feel yeah. I feel dirty every time. Don't I do it. Like I've had, yeah. I've had a couple of fun nights on it. Um, yeah. But yeah. No, I will say. Well, well said. Well said, Dave. I'm uh, um, I'm very glad you went third. And um, uh, yeah, <laughs> don't follow that yeah. uh, that <laughs> devastatingly. <laughs> yeah. sad there is a reason why I chose third to be yeah. fair. Yep. 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 Okay. Yeah. Well, now let's talk about yep. me gaming yep. the system, trying to get uh, the rock to talk to me. <laughs> uh, I can't, also can't help but notice that Stu hasn't had a sip of that beer for a bit. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Nah. I was. Yeah, go easy on that one. Yeah. I was just listening. I'll, I'm not fucking vulnerable. I go. For, I go for the sharks. I fucking. All right. I make. Ch- I make chicken coops during the week. All right. And then I just cuff and. You know. Fuck. I just. It's just fifty of my fucking every week. You know. Like fucking. And those. That machine knows me. It knows me. Stu, are you thinking about turning yourself in anytime soon, or? <laughs> nah, just get my shit out of the house. Get it out. Well, you know, it's all about vulnerabilities. And who is more vulnerable than a lonely Macaulay Culkin <laughs> as two people rob his house? Uh, Damn straight. Extremely vulnerable. Very vulnerable. Time to watch a bit of a family movie. Huh? I, think so. I think it is. And you promised yourself you'd change your ways, but here's Thursday with a throwback craze. Latest throwback craze. Latest throwback craze. This is a segment called Family Movenites, where we watch 10 seconds of the film Home Alone, and then we talk about it right over the top, and, you know, it's... it's. <coughs> Let's do it! Let's do it! Oh, we got the kids. Okay. Oh, we got Pesci, the kids. Pesci, okay. Pesci, Pesci, yeah, Pesci alert. Pesci, oh, whoa, Pesci boy. Pesci. Pesci. Oh, he's so invested. Ooh, Look at him. His eyes are bulging Pesci. out of his face. Pesci. Very, Pesci. Interesting. Very interesting, Pesci. A lot of action around here, huh? Interesting. All Moving right. right along from that uneventful 10-second yeah. clip, uh, it's time to uh, do our next week's recommendations. Damn straight. Um, I might start, if that's all right. Go, on, Go for it, man. Uh, Dave, uh, I'm recommending for you this week. It, it, uh, it. In the past few months, really, you've, you've really made Stu and I connect with our artistic sides. You made me uh, paint the Bob Ross painting. You made uh-huh. Stu enter the Archibald oh, I Prize. I kind of did do that, eh? Mm. Oh, didn't think about that. Dave, I've got two words for you. Yeah. Sometimes they can be a hyphenated word, but I'm going to go with two words. Okay. Paper mache. Paper mache. You do the rest, mate. Paper mache. That's all you got. Paper mache. Take it away. Paper mache. I love it. I love it. Can't wait. Uh, This week, Stu, we've done a couple of deep dives, a bit of uh, bit of a psychological travel. Uh, There, we're just Mm. trying to trying trying to empathise. You know, trying to trying to work it all out and. And, uh, you know, obviously we're also trying to give ourselves cholesterol poisoning. Oh, Chris is. What I recommend for you this week, Stu, is yeah. I, I would like you to try and put yourself in someone else's shoes, okay? What I okay, want you to finally do, you develop my empathy. Yep. Finally, finally figure <laughs> finally. it out, you sociopathic bastard. Fucking, yeah. Um, what I'm going to get you to do yeah. is go on some forums and play devil's advocate. Oh. How does that increase your empathy? All right. Okay. Anyway, I won't won't question it here. But I um, it might not. I just I didn't know how to introduce it, and I want you to do this. No, thing. no. I I get you. I get you. Okay. All right. Um. Very yeah. Okay. I'll go on some forums and and play devil's advocate. Wow. That's that's pretty broad. All right. I'll have a think about that. Chris, it is my turn to recommend for you. Yes. Um. In between our, my last recommend for you. Uh, we had our special anniversary episode, so I didn't have the opportunity to get payback for you making me read Woman's Day. 
Now, I see. <laughs> this week was going to be payback. I was going to make you read something, just like you made me read something that I knew you'd hate. But I'm going to actually tuck that one up my sleeve, and it's it's coming for you. It is a it's a homing missile, and it's oh, coming. It's oh, coming. You just like shown a gun, but you haven't fired it. This is, yeah, yeah. check off. This is the magazine. first act. This is the first act. There's a gun hanging up on the wall. Uh-huh. It's going off in a few episodes. Oh, but yep. I actually bumped into a, a fan of the show, Chris Marchin, this week. G'day, Chris. How's it going? Hello. Uh, and he gave me a really fantastic uh, suggestion for a yes. recommend. We've literally passed each other for like five seconds, and he was like, oh, by yeah, the way, dude, I've got a recommend yeah. for the boys. He, he's giving me so many bo- like really good ones. Hey, well, he gave me the slip slide idea, which is a yeah. great one. So... He suggested it and he was just, he just put it out there. He was like, oh, this would be a great recommend. And when, as soon as he said it, I was like, this can only go to one person. Chris Heaslip. Mm-hmm. You live in Melbourne. I do. Full of hipsters and people who don't want to pay for groceries. I recommend <laughs> via Chris Marchin that you go dumpster diving. <laughs> 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 And I, I couldn't, I couldn't give this to Dave because, like, that's where Dave lives that that, that life. You know, I, I have to go real world diving. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dave, Dave's the Oscar the Grouch of, of this. Yeah, exactly. So it has to be you, Chris. I'm afraid, uh, and you can thank Chris Marchin for that one. Cheers, man. That was a really great recommend. I really appreciate it. Alrighty, those are our. Those are our recommends for this uh, coming episode that'll come out next Wednesday. Uh, make sure you tune back in and, and check it out. Uh, we are just flat out running out of time. We've, we've got shit to do. We would love you to do all the, the stuff that regular podcasts ask you to do. Follow us on social media. We're at Poor Boys at Comedy Poor Boys on Comedy. absolutely everything. We've got a Patreon. It'd be awesome if you could sign up for that. But really, actually, you know what? It'd be the, the two things that you can do for us right now. Right now. in the, Get your phone out and follow these instructions. Come on. Go to Apple, go to Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review. It really fucking helps. Yeah, we it really would love does. it. We just need a little bit more traction. We'd absolutely love it if you could do that. Um, and the other thing you can do if you don't have Apple Podcasts, you know, the actual app or whatever, just tell a friend. Just if it comes up in conversation, thinking about it, just don't hesitate. Tell a friend, you know. DM a celebrity on Instagram. Tell them about the podcast. All righty. Uh, my name is Stu. I'm Chris. I'm Davey. And Dave, take um, it away. Ba, 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 ba. It has lagged so much, I think I've been cooked out. I still don't know if they can hear me. I don't think they can. Yeah, try again. It's the song. But, uh, you're on mute, buddy. You're on mute, buddy. I can see you singing. But I can't hear you. Do your game. You're on mute. Oh, um, 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 also, also. I got it. I got it. Oh, Stuart. I got it. So close. I was so close. Stuart. Oh. What a week. Uh, it didn't help that I got kicked out halfway through that all. Anyway. <laughs> what a week. What a week.
if you want to call being on TikTok, 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 TikTok. TikTok. <laughs>